Hello, everybody. This is Guy Courtin here at CSCMP for Supply Chain Radio. I am joined today by the esteemed, handsome, bedazzled Eric Johnson. You must be talking about someone else, Guy. Yeah, clearly I've, I've been a little bit punch drunk from being on the road too much the past two weeks. But anyways, I digress. Eric, thanks for coming. We really appreciate you uh, joining us on the podcast. You know, you and I had this great uh, side conversation before we went live with our hot mics about this, what seems to be in a way, uh, I don't want to say simplistic, but something that we in a way take for granted. But you mentioned a great tool that, that we here at Infor use as well, which is Slack. And we had this great conversation about what sort of the greater meaning is. So let's start first by talking about you. You mentioned sort of how Slack, you've seen it as really changing the way your professional life and how you handle it has really changed from a communication standpoint. Can you give us a little bit of a, of a sense of, of how you're seeing this collaborative tool being used? Yeah, well, you know, I think in my capacity, I tend to view almost everything I come across. It's kind of maybe kind of sad, but I tend to view everything I come across and think, oh, well, what, how would this or how does this impact supply chain logistics and especially on the technology side of things? So, you know, I was joking with you that Slack is, is really, I mean, it's made our internal communication between the people in my company much more efficient and it's ended those endless email trails. And so it was really interesting to hear you say that Infor, which is literally diametrically on the opposite <laughs> side of company size from our company, using it as well. So there's obviously something to this. And one of the things you brought up was like, how is Slack different from Yahoo Messenger right, right. Uh, from, you know, 15 years ago? And I think what it, it's been, from my, from my perspective, it's been built to serve a more B2B purpose. And it's been built to kind of grease the wheels on communication internally. And, and now, of course, I think last week they announced they're doing a beta of sort of channels that you can do across organizations. Yep. And that got my supply chain wheels turning again, thinking, well, if you're able to collaborate, not just internally, but across all of your you know, partners, suppliers, customers. Right, logistics providers, who have warehouses. Whoever you right. need to interact or interface with, that's really interesting. Because I did a story a couple months ago about sort of collaborative layers embedded within systems. And it's great if you have that, but what if you have a system already and you want that capability? Maybe there's you know, a Slack or some other sort of more, even more kind of fine-tuned business application that helps you do that. So I'm sort of obsessed with this topic right now. I do think as much as I, I kind of made fun of it before we got on the air, because that's the jerk that I can be at times. <laughs> I, I think you're absolutely right. I think one of the things that we in the supply chain space sometimes overlook when it comes to technology and to investments, right? We talk a lot about things like, well, TMS and WMS and SNOP and demand management and inventory optimization, right? And the list goes on and on and on. The one thing we seem to forget is I still need to communicate whether it's with my own teams, whether my suppliers, my transportation players. And I think we sort of push that to the back burner and say, well, we'll just email someone or call or send a text message. Talk to us a little bit about, and I think you know, we all have our theories, but from your standpoint and the research you've done, what is the shortcoming of, of forgetting about the communication layer, about that glue that really ensures that, hey, if I sent you an order, I don't just send it by carrier pigeon. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think anyone who's been in logistics for any period of time knows you know, there's a certain number of orders, shipments, whatever you're responsible for that just go perfectly and seamless. And, you know, three systems interact in such a way that you don't even have to think about it. You can truly manage by exception. But right. of course, there are all those other shipments that where something needs to be managed. And how do you manage those? Sometimes it's you know, through it, there's a chat function within a systems. More often than not, it's an email or yep. a phone call. Mm -hmm. And 
is that the most effective way to manage parties in different continents and, and, you know, on different time zones and through different cultures and, you know, some things can kind of get lost and, and not to say that, you know, texting or, or sort of messaging services convey those differences, but to have a real time kind of feed where you can converse with multiple parties at once, at least internally, we've seen that as hugely valuable. So I can only imagine when you take that to like a, a global scale where you're talking about different parties and, and just, you know, elimination of email chains that right. where you, you're going through trying to find a single email in with 18 people copied on it. Like <laughs> there's, there's, a, there's a more kind of fluid, easier to manage way to do it. And, you know, Slack is one example. I, I certainly don't mean to say Slack is the end right. all is it, It's by no means a, a promotional sure. podcast. Yeah. But, but you're I'm not right. invested in Slack for anyone who's... Well, we not, should have I, the disclaimer to start right. that, yeah. that Eric Johnson does not hold any shares or any yeah. equity in Slack. That's right. But let me ask you this. You know, one of the questions is, you just said something about searchability, about traceability. Is Slack that much better or other tools that much better? Or is email just not good enough? Or is email, do we get too much email and, and it's too hard to search? So reality, the email functionality itself isn't necessarily bad. It's just that some of the add-on functions that we would like to have, searchability, better traceability, what have you, just aren't good enough so that if, let's say, hypothetically, an email provider comes out and says, oh, no, I have a really robust way of archiving, searching, tagging, and all this, that that just basically is what Slack is doing. I think it's the latter. You know, I mean, I, you have Google, the, you know, one of the more most progressive companies, innovative companies in the world. Yeah. As good as Gmail is, it's not perfect. Right. And you know, it's not great in a business environment either. Right. You know, so I think... The answer is maybe there's some limitations to the construct of email that are not suitable for modern commerce. And what's old is new again. So, I mean, we talked about Yahoo Messenger. Maybe Yahoo Messenger was ahead right. of its time from like a, a B2B perspective. Right. And I don't mean to just confine this to B2B. I mean, if you think about like, what if you had a tool that could actually talk to the end customer loop, you know, multiple parties in who could convey like a status update of, of a shipment, you don't have access to it. The procedure right now would be, I would have to send a bunch of emails to someone to figure out where this is. Right. Then I would have to send an email to my customer service department right. who would send an email to the customer. Right. So let me ask you this, and maybe this, is, this goes, we're going to dip a toe into an area that you and I talk to in a personal level, which we don't want to talk to in a business level, but you know, the politics of it. Maybe that is, you know, you look at things like Sarbanes-Oxley, right, which asked for, or not ask, but demanded. requires, demanded yeah. that you archive a tremendous amount right. of, of messages over time. Right. What about these channels like Slack? Do you think that this is going to be something where the government will interject themselves into there and say, hey, you need to archive these? Yeah. Does that sort of potentially slow down the practicality of it? And what does that look like if, to your point, with something like a Slack, which we can do with email too, I get it, but with a Slack where... You know, if it's inter-corporate Slack messages and some of those entities aren't U.S.-based or U.S. entities, right? They might be in China, Malaysia, Nigeria, yeah. South America, wherever. Yeah. What is that going to look like? Is that, could that potentially be something that limits, from a supply chain standpoint, yeah. limits the collaborative power of a Slack? It's possible. Yeah, I, no doubt. I, and I don't think, I think what Slack is really good at doing and, and these collaborative tools are, are sharing you know, documents in the way that you would share them in email, but in a more real-time, less latent kind of way across different tools, laptop, phone, what have you. But I don't think they're great at 
you know, being archives. Yeah. You know, you have to scroll way too far up to find a document that you want archived. Right. So that said, you can pull an archive out. Uh, you can pull a document out and archive it yourself. Right. And there's some, maybe some regulatory issues in that when you're dealing with foreign parties. And, you know, I see it as kind of like greasing the wheels of conversation between different parties more than it being kind of like the, the system of record, so to speak. So I, I, that's why I sort of mentioned it as a collaborative layer because I think it is, it's a layer. It's not the foundation. To your point, I think it's an interesting point. I think, you know, we still look at, at, at just the United States here from a standpoint of conversations and communication. I mean, not, not to dig up dirty laundry, but I went through a legal issue called divorce uh, a few years ago. And it was interesting because while my communication was done via email for, I guess, to your point, sort of a casual channel, yep. the, the archivable communication was still done by letter, right? Still done by handwritten right. letter, right. whether it's copied and it's CC, notarized, notarized and, yeah. and true CC'd. So yep. that's interesting. So maybe when we think about collaborative communication, things like that in the supply chain, we'll have sort of an informal channel like a Slack yep. where it's in a way sort of off the record, yep. and then we'll have still our formal channel, like I still have to mail you, or, or not mail you, but email or fax you. Or or the system, you know, like wh what you guys offer is a perfect example. That can be the system of record, and the collaborative stuff is to resolve issues right. and to, you know, make sure that things that are not necessarily categorizable within like a system-to-system -system interaction between a partner and, a, you know, there's always going to be new wrinkles right. that aren't, you know, while you may offer a function for that wrinkle, yeah, it still has to be adopted by all the different parties. Correct. So, you know, it can be kind of a stopgap. It can be a long-term kind of way for people to kind of communicate and resolve things. But. Yeah. No, that's interesting. And I, now, let me ask you this, sort of one last question about this stuff. Where do you see sort of the next... Because in the end of the day, we're still talking about very... To your point, like, was Yahoo Messenger ahead of its time, right? We could create chat groups on Yahoo sure. Messenger and stuff yep. like that. Yep. Again, maybe I'm being too cynical on this and, and thinking that we're just reskidding the cat in different ways. Yeah. Do you think at some point in terms of this collaboration stuff, we're going to see something that is truly, truly revolutionary, truly collaborative in a different way that we never thought of? Truly, like you said, I think it's a great point about Slack, which is it's across all platforms, right? Whether I'm on my phone, on my yep. tablet, on my laptop. Same experience. It's the same experience. But one could argue that today a lot of our emails are the same way, right? Yeah. What do you think... In five years, how do you think our supply chains are going to be communicating with one another? Well, that's a good question. So I, I think what's interesting about what you can do with kind of a collaborative tool that maybe you couldn't do 15 years ago just because, you know, the, the supportive technologies are different now. AI, machine learning, all those, you know, buzzwords Buzzword. that we hear yeah. all the time. But what if you could capture all the data in a chat and take that unstructured chatter right. and make sense of it some way. Like, hey, my supplier, you know, every Tuesday at 11 a.m., I always have this same problem over <laughs> and over. And I'm not capturing that in some other way. And all of a sudden you can take that, you know, you're, you're sensing that there's a problem through, you know, chatter that's yeah. now being kind of like structured in some way right. and, and usable. So. I just see it as another kind of tool in the in the arsenal rather than the good arsenal reference. Good right? arsenal. Um, go Gunners. Go Gunners. Uh, as opposed to, you know, kind of transforming necessarily the way that we communicate. Yeah. I mean, I do think that this has the capability to, to lessen our reliance on email. I don't see email like going away 
mm. permanently, but at least on a B two B perspective. Right. But so that, that, I, that's an interesting point. Sorry, the kids. I, the kids these days message these on days. on Instagram and Snapchat. Not, they don't email and, each yeah, other. Yeah, they don't email each other. Right. Absolutely right. That's a really fascinating point. I know I said it was the last question, but I think a point that we're interested to flesh out is, yes, I could imagine, let's say you, you have the, every two weeks your supplier is late delivering. And because you're running a warehouse or something, you're scrambling and you're texting, you're slacking, and you're messaging whoever that may be saying, where's the order? And there's all kinds of communication. And then you move on to the next thing, right? Because you, but what if the machine, artificial intelligence, could start picking up that pattern and figuring out- yeah. You always have this match scramble at this time of the month yep. because of the supplier. And because the machine's smart enough, it figures out, well, this supplier is coming from, I don't know, from, from this area yep. that always has, I don't know, like bad traffic this time or yep. what have you. And all of a sudden you can start seeing. Or there's a food truck that comes at that one at that, factory exactly. only and, on Tuesdays. And everybody and that's what drives everyone and, to be and, late. So. And, that's, and we tease about that joke, but, it's, but you're absolutely right. Like I read a great article once that said, they were looking at functionality in a, in a factory of usability, and they said, why, why are the, like, the workforce is very efficient, but they were always behind after lunch, and they realized, why wow, there's only one microwave people heat up their food. Oh, right. So yeah, they brought exactly. two more microwaves, and all of a sudden, efficiency went right back up. So that right. food truck example is spot on. So I think it's interesting, because all of a sudden, it becomes the Slack or whatever channel it is of communication becomes another source of data that right. your supply chains exactly. can now leverage to understand yep. Why are there outages? Why are things happening? Why are there exceptions? It's yeah. not the end all to be all, but no, it's another data point. And I think, I think, you know, again, the difference between Slack and Yahoo Messenger is Slack was built in a environment where the developers were conscious of taking unstructured data and, and doing right. something with it. I think that's the next evolution for it. So Yahoo Messenger, I don't know if anyone even knew what the word unstructured data was. Well, Maybe I, some dudes at MIT. Yeah, but, but I don't um, really, I, I, thankfully... I think no one talked about like data lakes or data pools that, at that exactly, point. Exactly, so. right. Exactly, yeah. So awesome. So Eric, this has been great. Really interesting conversation. Again, this is uh, Supply Chain Radio. Uh, Eric, thank you so much. Thanks for having me. I always love to come on. And we'll be back at you guys. Thank you. Thank you.